Hello, everybody, and good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. I was uh, talking to you guys about eight hours ago on the airwaves. Hosting the Rage. Now it's time for the Great Scott Show to kick off your Thursday morning, as he does every Thursday, host of the morning lock-in. Norman yes, Locke is Ooh. in studio. What's up, man? Was popping. Well, you were at Cajun Field last night. I was here in the studio uh, producing the game, doing a number of different things, and uh, it was hard-fought game, but uh, the Cajuns haven't played close to their best ball yet and uh, just won too many mistakes last night. Coastal played well. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. They're like a, a, a team, a baseball team that just plays small ball, Norm. They don't try to hit the home run. They're not in love with the long ball. They have... You know, junk pitchers that are just going to throw various stuff. They don't throw 100 miles an hour. But you know, I don't know none of these. It, it, all, <laughs> it all works. It all works. I think you do. I think you're not giving you – I think you understand what I mean when I, I say that. I do. Uh, that's, a, that's a small ball type team, and it worked for them. Um, you know, Cajuns uh, just won too many mistakes last night. It cost them 30-27 to 27 the final, and the Cajuns with that. Three and one. Two and one in the Sun Belt. Going to be out of the rank. They're not going to be ranked Sunday. No. Coastal might be. They might. Um, and, uh, and they look good. And the Cajuns had moments where they look good, moments where it just – you think the defense was gassed there in the second half, being on the field as long as they were? I mean, a lot of just kind of arm tackles that weren't getting done. I think it was just like death by a thousand cuts. It, it was kind of like um, almost – it was a bunch of almost plays. And that's how you lose a football game. Uh, that second late or that that inch short, and that's just what it kept feeling like. You know, every time they game tackled, they got that extra yard to get the first down. Like I, you know, I'm just like, man, come on, can you push them back, pull them back? But um, it's kind of like they was. You well saw a version of themselves in Coastal Carolina. That's why I kept saying it's like. It was at halftime, it was 20 rushes for 80 yards, and the Cajuns had 21 rushes for 120 yards. So it was like, it was it was a battle. They was, it was going back and forth. I kind of said they had like an identity, kind of like a, a UL. That's, that's, that's how I pictured it while I'm watching this. It's like, okay, they got a, a two-back running back system. Yes, they run the option, but we just cycle our backs. They But they just... Get the ball to their backs a different type of way, but I must say they played our game and they beat us. We 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 won our last two games by a field goal, and this time we we came up short by a field goal. If you look at the stat sheet, so even in a in a number of categories, but then three categories where you're like, that's the game right there. Um, first downs, Coastal had twenty three, Cajuns had nineteen passing. Coastal had two hundred two, Cajuns one seventy three rushing. Cajuns had 240, Coastal had 212. Total yards, 414 for the chance, 413 for the Cajuns. And I mean, they had the last possession. You talk about how you just even, but where it where it gets different is penalties. So Coastal had three for 25, Cajuns had six for 50, and the timing of each one is is really the story within the story with those turnovers. One for the Cajuns, none for Coastal. That's big, especially in a game this big tight. Time. It was a, a gold line, right? Gold line um, interception. Second biggest one is nine of fifteen on third down, one of one on fourth down for Coastal. 
four of nine on third down for the Cajuns. Um, and to Coastal's credit, a lot of those thirds were third and manageable. They weren't, you know, they were looking at third and three, third and four, third and two. Um, they didn't have a long, long way to go to uh, to get to the sticks. And then the biggest one to me, time of possession, almost two to one, 38-11 for Coastal, 21-49 to for the Cajuns. And you go back and look at Coastal's win against Arkansas State where they put up 52 points in that game, Norm. Now they, I watched that game. They, right? they held the ball for 41 and a half minutes in that game, almost three to one. So it, it, Arkansas was giving them the ball. Let me say that. I, I watched that game. I went film prep watching that game, and Arkansas quarterback, I want to say like the first play of the game, <laughs> he threw the ball straight in the air. To you get, like that part of it, right? <laughs> right. Coastal is a team that doesn't make – they just they don't beat themselves. And so – if you're good, and the Cajuns have talent, no doubt, and and they're a good football team when they're playing at you know close to their best football, um, if you don't make mistakes, you're going to win because on paper you've got more overall talent. That's not a knock on the chance. They're a better team right now. I mean, they, they proved it last night, but just don't make the mistakes. And uh, Coastal, like I, I mean, I think you said it well, Norm. What do you say? Death by a thousand cuts. Death by a thousand. They just cuts. they keep they just keep giving you a little paper cut here or there. They're not going to pull out the no gun and shoot you. It's no. just going to be just you going to bleed cut out here, cut there, and then before you know it, you're like, what what happened? And um, they had the last, you know, they had the ball last. They kicked the field goal, and I think that's that's man. You know how many games of Madden I lost that way. I like that's the weird, that's the one that hurts the most. Like, I have no idea how many games of Madden you lost that way. I, man, you asked me. I, I have no idea. I, don't know. I always freaking lose Madden by a guy just running out the clock. It's about four minutes left. He's gonna keep running out the clock. Play defense. It's uh, on it's something. Death by a thousand cuts. You only need like four plays to the flat, and then boom. Kick a field goal, three, two, one. Like, come on, guy. We play Madden. At least throw a couple Hail Marys. Snap and placement. Nope. And the kick on its way. And he got it. Boy, I thought he didn't do it. With four seconds left, Coastal Carolina has taken a 30-27 to 27 lead. So G thought for a second it was off. That thing, seeing it here in the studio, it was. It looked, it looked right, wide right. It it turned and it was like right down the middle. It was actually a pretty kick. But you heard Gerald at the beginning. He thought, "Oh, this thing's off." You were in the stands and at your angle. Yeah, the angle looked like you, it you was, thought it was off too. And delayed by the ref, so it wasn't an instant. He kicked it. They they threw their hands up. So it's like everybody's like, "Did he miss it?" Oh, okay, all right, it's time to go. I would have taken a doink again, man. Man, believe me, I would have taken a doink. <sighs> Got one late Monday night. I'd have taken a doink last night. I promise you that. Man, like it was, it was, but what a bright spot that I did see is the fans in the student section, the fans in the entire stadium was amped. To say it wasn't, it wasn't that many. Um, I was talking to some of the students, it was more, more fans last Saturday than it was this Wednesday, which is expected. It's a Wednesday, but um, it was pretty loud. It was pretty loud, um, and they was cheering the whole entire game. Usually, you know, you have some of those fans that like to leave. You know, I'm going to try to beat traffic. There's four seconds left. Everybody still is in the stadium, like, hoping something happened. And to stay in it when you're playing a team that goes on, like, a nine, ten-minute drive, it's like, yeah. oof. 
I think just by virtue of the game being close, the team being ranked, and you only, for the most part, having really, I don't want to, maybe, I, I won't say hardcore for all of them, but based on the social distancing guidelines and everything else, if you're going to be at the game this year, you're probably, you've got some skin in the game. Like, you're you're into it. You're not like, hey, what the hell? Why don't we go check out the game? It's <laughs> like, man, I'm, Rage the Cages, let's go. Yeah, nah, so talking to the students, it's, it's a free fall. Like, uh, um, I, some students have been to both games, but most haven't because you can't get a ticket. So it's uh, the process is first come first serve, and uh, you know you get one ticket per student, and after the allotted amount, it's done with. So the the students are pumped to try to get to the games because they want to support their Cajuns. But like I said, uh, well, like you said, you know it's a. Uh, kind of a thing to go to a sporting event right now. Well, with the you know, as, as is the case in any game, when you when you win a close one, you look at a few of the issues you got to clean up, but you go and you point back to a lot of the key plays. Of, Man, this was great, and thank goodness this happened. When you lose a close one, it's the opposite, right? Every error is magnified. The things you got to work on is the focal point, and all of those potential game-swinging plays – get put under the microscope. And that and look, I did it and and you know Chris Lana was on the rage with me last night and we pointed out a lot of those big moments and some things that the Cajuns needed to improve on, which we'll get into more this morning, but Norm, a question to you, what was something positive for you from the Cajuns performance last night? Which oh. I know a lot of people again, they don't want to that's not going to be in their mind right after, but I don't want to just point to all of the negative, which is hard not to do when you have the expectations the Cajuns do, but you drop a game like they did last night. I think the positives is that offensive line, I mean, we going into the game, we know the offensive line was great, but when you have uh, two top, uh, I want to say what, 200 watch, uh, with the, the, both of Coastal Carolina's defensive line, Linemen are on the top 200 senior bowls watch list. Yeah, Taron Jackson, I mean, he's got a lot of pro potentials. That a lot of pro says, potentials, yeah. and the Cajuns held them to no sacks, if I'm not mistaken. No sacks. He had. A, he had a. Uh, he did have a tackle and a half for a loss, for a but, loss. Uh, but no sacks. No sacks. So that's a great, amazing job, one, by the coaching staff of identifying the problem and neutralizing the problem, and then, two, by the offensive lineman, because you got to go out there and hold your own when it's time to go toe-to-toe. So, I say watching that offensive line move those big bodies because uh, those are some big guys on that Coastal Carolina defensive line. Like number ninety four is huge. I was I was like, is that the Marcus Lawrence? Like it's like that he that girl's a big huge kid. So uh, offensive line play, and then uh, you know it was nice to see Levi Lewis and those wheels. Those wheels was faster than I thought. Yeah, let, let, let's let's talk about that now. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. He joins me weekly on Thursdays. It's coming to you this Thursday, middle of October, the morning after a Rage of Cajun football game, a tough loss to Coastal Carolina, thirty to twenty seven. The Cajuns average seven and a half yards a carry. Now, that average is high because it, it, even if you take away Levi's fifty one yard gain, you're still looking at a pretty good average. I mean, you're you're gonna. I mean, Trey Regis averaged seven point seven yards a carry. Chris Smith seven point two. Elijah Mitchell four point three. That's good. The leading rusher on the team is Levi Lewis. That's something you don't expect, yeah. not just from Levi, but also from a team that has a Regis, a Mitchell, and a Smith. Um, a lot of it came on 
what was the biggest impact play of the game for the Cajuns. Coastal scores. It is, uh, what, it's after the turnover. It was after the interception. So they three plays later, they score. They've got all the momentum. Now the Cajuns are facing a third and six. And, and you're, I mean, everybody's thinking, well, if you don't get this here, the game could be over. The mullets on the sideline is going crazy. Yeah. Yes, the two the two, the two players with mullets for, mullets coastal. for coastal, but uh, but Levi, not by design when it started, but uh, this is what it sounded like. And on third down, Lewis to throw. Levi in trouble. Levi's going to run. Levi's got yardage. He's out to the forty. He's to the thirty. The twenty. Levi Lewis to the ten. Lewis on his feet to the five. All the way down to the one yard line. Well, he looked like another number one. Now. I'm just telling you, that time, he, that was as close to Brian as I've seen somebody wearing the number one. Golly, he looked good running. It was a, uh, it was a, whoa. Like you said, like, I, I'm i with you. I was, I was like, like I, didn't, I didn't know he was that fast. Yeah, I was, I'm, like, I'm like, hold on. Then he broke that last little tackle. It's like, hold on, Levi. Did you get the weather? Got a all change? <laughs> he's always said he, he's maybe not spoken it specifically, but kind of hinted around like, you know, he didn't want to run a ton. Uh, they run him here and there. Longest run of his career was that play by a lot. Why do you think Levi doesn't run it more? Um, I think it's it might be his stature. I think he's more of like a Kyler Murray escapist runners like don't design too many run plays for me because i that's not really what i want to do 510 184 is what he's listed as yeah you know and i, I think that might be exactly what colin murray is so it's like nah, I, murray let his hair grow out before the draft he's probably a little shorter let me try to get an inch or two with his haircut it's those both both of those guys you know amazing athletes to say that they, they can see over the offensive line and get the balls over the offensive lineman and then Escape, you know, uh, it was very Russell Wilson esque type run, and again, he's not looking to to he's outrun fast, anyone. Though, yeah. It was just I was, well, you know, that's called that scare speed because you know he looked at he looked back and he's like, okay, gotta gotta get a little, gotta put a little extra gear in and then get down. Boom. That's what Jerry Rice would would say because he never Jerry Rice never ran like the fastest forty, and was never like in the fastest man competition in the NFL. And yet when you watched him play back in the day, and I watched the Saints lose to the Niners way too many times when I was younger, like, no, no one can catch Jerry Rice. Like, what's the deal? And he, I remember what he was asked about it. He's like, I'm not that fast. I just, in my mind, every time I have the ball, I'm like, they're trying to hurt me. Yes, so dude. I'm running away from someone that wants to hurt me. That's the only thing that's in my mind. I don't want, I don't want them to. I don't want him to hurt me. And back then, the NFL, man, you, you, it was brutal. It, it was you talk about physical. So he just, like you said, he's like, I was just scared of getting hurt. So I just that that helped me run faster than maybe I would run if I was just on a track and field, like going up against somebody that's just running in a straight line. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So what you pushed, think Levi's wheels that got pushed going, him out that like, pocket? Because like I said, that defensive line goes to Carolina. <laughs> Has some size, and I know he didn't want me. He didn't want to see that size because I wouldn't want to see it either. So he got out of that. He flew out. He escaped that pocket and flew. Out. I was like, yeah. Again, that <laughs> that it was just fun to see the students so, so engaged. You know, especially after last season with all the 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 um, attendance uh, problems going on and. Um, 
just to see the, like I said, it was no more than maybe 20 fans just engaged the entire time um, going up. And then, you know, it helped that selling alcohol at Cajunville, too. So that, that definitely helped. Alcohol sales were, uh, were in effect last night. Uh, the Cajuns now will turn their uh, focus to a game scheduled for a week from tomorrow in Birmingham against UAB. Who is uh, three and one on the year out of Cusa? They will play Western Kentucky this Saturday, and then uh, they'll get ready to host the Cajun six days after that. See, and that's the only thing that I I think that um, the Cajuns came out a little bit flat because you know they probably was pumped up to play this game on the the tenth, and then it got pushed back to this Wednesday. So they, well, be, but they they scored on the first drive. Yeah, I mean, that but, was their first. That is their first. First quarter points this season. Well, I mean more also on the defensive side. It just seemed like they just couldn't cohesively. It was playing a zone too, and I, you know, I was sitting there like, please get out the zone. I, I, I don't. I, I, I want to say they might have got out the zone, maybe in the fourth quarter, but it was just it was eating it up, man. I, I think missing Farad Gardner was was big. Um, he was national defensive player of the week in in, in week one. Uh, he was all over the field against Iowa State. And then you were missing McCaskill for stretches as he was dealing with two different injuries. He's the NCAA leader in tackles this season. So, you know, one guy from Dayton, another from Detroit, both repping the Raging Cajuns and two really, really good players. And, uh, and Chris Lano pointed this out last night. When you look at the two deeps, maybe the, the place where there is the the biggest lack of depth is linebacker. And when those two guys are out, Gardner for the game, and, and he was, you know, that was a, a, a concussion late in practice, late in the week. So it's not like this long buildup to the game. You've had guys getting all these first-team reps. Um, so I think not having him definitely impacted the defense for sure. And uh, when you're defending a team that's doing a ton of RPO and, and, and the kind of style that Coastal likes to play – Really, just that athleticism at linebacker is uh, the biggest kryptonite for that, and not having Gardner. And then McCaskill was good when he was out there, but you know missed some time, lower body injury early, came back, then dealing with a shoulder injury. Then he's on the sideline. Then they got to get to his shoulder. Then they can't because of his jersey, so they cut his jersey. Then he goes back out on the field with a different number. Uh, credit to McCaskill for getting out there. He led the team with tackles with eight, along with Jalen Johnson who had eight. But speaking of that. The play when both of the Coastal Carolina number sixes. Was- oh, my gosh. All right, so I'm glad you brought it up because I've been talking about how Coastal plays mistake-free football, but that was that a, was a that was giant the- mistake. And nobody knew what happened. If we- they lose that game, that's the play that they look back at, and they're like, what the hell were we doing? Because we are, you know, they the ball gets punted. You know, everybody's just, you know, cheering, and then we see them – Start spotting the ball on the, on the opposite side. Well, where we just punted from, so we like, are we getting the ball back? <laughs> so everybody's like, what? Like, what's going on? They're like, Norm, you're the expert. What's going on? I'm like, man, I don't. It's four quarter. I'm like, it's, it's not an extra quarter. Why, why are we swipping swipping sides of the field? So then they like the call on the play is being reviewed. Like, what are, what are they reviewing? Did somebody challenge? I see any challenge flag. And then I, I'm like, they're like, oh, the ruling on the field is two players were on the field at the same time with the same number jersey. 
I said, is that in the rule book? What did, did that just happen? Yes. The football guy's giving us a bone. Yes. And I'm like, what, two number sixes? I'm like, that the offensive number six was on the field? I'm like, how did he get on the field? I'm like, I don't know what happened, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was wild, man. That was uh, that was absolutely wild. And, you know, back in the day, you didn't have that many multiple numbers in college yeah, no. football. Now you've got a bunch. I mean, back in the day, D linemen wore numbers in the 90s or maybe the 50s. That was yeah. it. Now yeah, you got all these D linemen that want to wear these single numbers. Number I remember 15. back when, when <laughs> Christian Ringo and Justin Hamilton switched from, you know, 92 and 74 to like 6 and 9, and it's like – Hey, y'all are too wide to have those single numbers. It just, I don't know. what, But but that's what the, you know, Zion Hill's what, four? I mean, these these D linemen want those single numbers. The linebackers now as well. Like, everyone wants the single number, and you end up having, and most of the time it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter. But, boy, last night. It, that's why the Cajuns. Two number six is on for a punt, and you give them a first down off of that. Number 15 for Coastal Carolina weighs like 400 pounds and he's number 15 so like that was a part of the punchlines that they was giving out to the, the uh coastal carolina football players because i was i was in amazement i'm sitting there like you know i'll be highly upset if i play running back a receiver a quarterback and they got this defensive lineman stretching out this number 15 i know they don't make number 15 jersey in triple xl so I know he had to squeeze in that 15. So uh, <laughs> I wish I would give one of a low number up to uh, one of the big guys. Like you said, if I see offensive line, like, I wouldn't give up number six or nine to like, Christian Ringo. Like, they'll probably take it from you. But <laughs> and Hamlet and Juice, too. <laughs> yeah, you Juice, know. Like, they'll take it from you. But I'm not giving up no single-digit or uh, lower-digit numbers to no, no linemen. Oh, my gosh. ESPN1420 and .com. Um Disappointing loss last night. If you want to call and chat about it, 269-1077, You pointed out the old line and um, their ability to negate the coastal defensive line for a lot of the game. Untimely uh, false start penalty, which was was just at a crucial moment. Again, yes. it's, it's not always just the penalties. It's when you commit them. Uh, and that one goes from third and inches to third and six. And then on that third down was the play where – Eli was on uh Levi was under duress. The throw was a little, you know, off Spicy, and, and and Eli couldn't catch it. And if he does, he's got one man to miss and he's got a lot of green in front of him. Now how how'd you feel about the I wanna say I think it was like two possessions before where it was like back to back Levi Lewis quarterback draws and it was turn it was um we had to punt. You, you, I there was, I don't I don't remember the exact play. I want to say uh, it was the exact the, point in the game. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was the drive prior to it was fourth quarter, um, and he ran. It's like you know Levi Lewis, like you say, he doesn't run a lot, and he ran two quarterback design runs back to back, and it was like second, third, then boom, we had the punt, and I was like, that was a, a mental lapse in the play calling because. Why not just run Regis? I think it was on. I got like, you. It was, uh, yeah, that, that was like in the uh, second quarter. I think it was 13-7 maybe. or it was, That was early. I think it was 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, that was early in the game. Um, it was Levi Lewis run for five yards, then it's third and five, and he ran for four. It was fourth and one. Yeah. Like, that, but that, that was with like five minutes left in the second quarter. 
Um, I mean, he came up a yard short, unfortunately, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that folks were critical of Billy's play calling at various times. It's and then we play we, conservative on the last drive where we had the balls. Like, if we give this ball away with what it was like 448 left or something like that, we get this ball away. Not going to get the ball back. They just they just had it for nine minutes in the well, third quarter. They, they, I mean, you say they play conservative. They had the four yard run, uh, then they had a five yard pass completion, and it was again it was third and one, and then the penalty. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, then the penalty. You talking about the drive before that? Yeah, there was. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, Regis Regis ran for a big gain. I think he had like a 22 yard gain, but then on the first down, he lost a yard. And then they tried to pass it. And sometimes if it's a shorter pass or, you know, if it's... The last completed pass was right before the sticks. And I'm like, why, why didn't you yeah. run it? Yeah, and that, that, you know, the pass, that was Peter LeBlanc's only catch of the game. That may not be the first option. They might not be the first play in there. Um, but uh, but what came next was the, um, was the penalty, the double yeah, penalty. Yeah. So in the end, you know, they were able to continue the drive but had to punt a couple of plays later. That's when they had... The false start and and that whole drive kind of runs together because it was two punts. It was two punts, but but that drive got extended because of the double number six, and then a few plays later they got a third and inches. And you're feet, and, and you're thinking to yourself, man, five and a half minutes to go. If they can get a sustained drive here, they can they can maybe win this game. But I think they definitely would have if it if it had been like and and if, one without but, the fourth, but the 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 the, the the fourth and six. I think it was. It was man, they you know if we give them the ball here, they've got it at the thirty, what thirty seven yard yeah, line. So let's uh, let's just go ahead and punt it. And you know, to Coastal's credit, man, it's sometimes it's hard to give the other team credit. They they play aside from the double jersey penalty, uh, they played really well, and they for the most part made mistake free football. If they're gonna make a mistake, you got to take advantage, whether it be. The double penalty, or whether it, I say double that's penalty, the, it was a single the, penalty, the, but yeah. or whether it be the the the, the, bat, the one bad throw by McCall that I mean, AJ Washington had it in his hands. I talked to him last night. He's he's uh, he wish he could get that one back. I seen him. I, I bet he does. Yeah, he wish he could get that one back. I seen him at a gas station on his way back. Um, he was just like he thought more about the run than securing the catch. And I'm like, I, I understand because it was a gift. It landed in the bread basket. He was like, I just, he's like, I seen it. I seen it all before it happened. And it's just like, as I'm watching the, the it uh, trans, trans uh, happened right in front of my eyes as he's manifesting it, he drops it. So it's, you know. He was, uh, Richie Falgu uh, checks in, former Cajun receiver, says, don't forget about that clench Clutch punt by Coastal down to down at the one. You're right. Man, right before that, that Regis floated. Scott, I watched it float. I could have went to the concession, got a beer, came back before the ball got down. Because that ball, I'm like, is it stuck? One yeah, yard line. yeah. I'm I like, mean, man, he kicked. Special teams wise, Coastal was really good, and that, and then Regis breaks off the 22 yard run, but. And, and look, if you have it at the twenty, who knows? I mean, it's your different play call, different defense. Who knows what happens? But but that's nineteen yards right there. That punt alone, and the right. difference that makes, and the execution. When again, like what you said, I would have gone for it. Well, it's third and six from your own thirty-seven. You go up twenty more yards, and suddenly you're at the yeah, what, the forty-three 
of uh, of coastal, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe we can uh, maybe we can do this here. Maybe maybe we can actually uh, go for it because we're we're on this side of the field. We're out of field goal range. We don't want to punt. It's just. It, it, to Richie's point, man, that's that's you know as much as we we broke it down last night on the rage, as much as we broke down this morning, that's a play that I haven't I haven't mentioned until he just brought it up. I no, mean, that's a, what what a punt! And then um, the Cajuns' defensive line is is we almost got a, like three to four sacks. It was like almost sacks, and like you said, it's, it's a game of interest. If they would have got them, a lot of plays would have. Uh, stalled and they wouldn't be able to punt. I, I can't think of exactly, but I know two for sure where he was scrambling for dear life to the left, and I remember he threw a flat uh, pass to number one, and number one took off for like like forty yards, and it was they nearly collapsed him in the pocket. He was right when he was able to get the ball out to the flats uh, to number one, and number one again. He's he's gonna play on Sundays. I yeah he's. He might not be a, a every down back, but I can see him on Sunday. He's like a, a Tyreek Cohen type esque running back. Um, oh, Derek, man, he's uh, he got wheels though. That that kid number one got wheels. I was like, man, do not let him get to the corner, please. Do not let him get. To the Coastal's corner. got some players, man, and uh, the big the big difference maker for them, I think, is just consistency at, at quarterback. Yeah, a look- guy that knows how to run. They the kind of offense like, they want to run. It's like again, like I said when I opened up, they're they're like small ball in baseball. They don't want to go for the home run hit. They don't have pitchers that just throw heat. You know, they throw some junk balls, but it gets across the plate. You get guys to swing at it. They're not going to walk a lot of people. They're going to hit a lot of singles. And before you know it, if you make a few mistakes, you're going to be on the wrong side of it. And this is a coastal team that's that's everyone they play this year. They beat pretty handily. Um, that wasn't the case last night, you know. Uh, it was it was a three point game. They were even in yards. The Cajuns just they needed one more play last night that they just couldn't get. And unfortunately, yeah, one more. If you're four and zero and you're still ranked and you're going into UAB, I, I, I said this with Gerald Broussard yesterday. The more you win, the bigger each game gets, and with great expectations can come great disappointment. You don't want to every look. It's a limited number of games in football. Every game carries a great magnitude. But in some seasons where your goal is, look, you want to win the Sun Belt, you want to get to a bowl, well, you know, you don't – you maybe don't put as much <coughs> excuse me, emphasis into one game. It's different when you're undefeated and you're ranked and you're about to play a game like you did last night as I uh, – <coughs> Have something stuck in my throat. I'm not getting emotion. It's <laughs> uh, funny about radio. You only See, hear my voice. Like um, Emory, Emory Hunt said yesterday, now that the Cajuns have lost their first game, now we can at least rest assured that the Cajuns will not be playing the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's safe to say. So that's safe to say, you know, that's, that's how we're looking at it. So now yeah. we can, but... But the other way is there. Look, make a there, sugar were, bowl. there was some fans. <laughs> that's that's. But see, that's not going to happen. I think there were some fans that were. Look, can you run the table? Can you go undefeated and get into a a New Year's Six bowl? Right. That was the, the big dream, and I think I think that that went away last night. Um, yeah, just because I mean, do, the, you can still on the resume, we 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 needed Iowa to win their conference. Iowa State can win their conference. I mean, Iowa State's really good. They that's haven't lost yet. That's the only yet. thing that was keep, literally keeping us in 
being ranked just because, I mean, we didn't have any convincing wins. The last two wins, even if we would have won this one by another field goal, it wouldn't have been a convincing win. Those so. Cyclones, they play at number seven Saturday, uh, or a week from Saturday, rather. They're off this week. They they, they're playing at Oklahoma State uh, a week from Saturday. They, they win, win that, man, and then they you look back. They could, they, could, they could just they could win they could run the table. If they win that game, they could run the table. Now, they're not going to be favored. A lot of analysts have them as the preseason favorite. So, um, Unfortunately... It's a it's a it's an L for the Cajuns though. So they're three and one, and they're look. It's a good three and one. There is there is a chance that Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, could be playing again on December nineteenth. I said that a lot. You know, I was talking to the fans out there like this can be right back as a rematch, right back at um, Cajun Field because you know App State's lost two games. Yeah, yeah, App's yeah, lost two. They've lost two, and then if they come. You see them Cajuns, Cajuns come prepare. It'd be three games, you know. So, and now App had lost the game in conference yet. So, um, you know, they might be, they might, they might still be atop the. Uh, I say they lost two. I think they've only lost one because they haven't played that many because they've had like multiple games pushed oh, back okay. to COVID. So I think the only game they lost was to Marshall. Um, so I think they're I think they're like two and one, but they don't play for like another week or so because wow. they've had all these games postponed. So, yeah, they haven't uh, they haven't even played a conference game yet. So it, it it look it could very well still be App State, um, and that's a team that look Billy Napier is now fourteen and five in Sun Belt games. Check that. Fifteen and seven or fourteen and seven, four of the losses are to App. Two of them are the coastal, and they built. They built. They built just like us. It's weird because you know the the chance beat the Cajuns two years ago, barely a Cajun field. They barely beat them last night. Of course, both teams are better than they were two years ago. But last year, the Cajuns absolutely stomped them. Yeah, I mean they Mitchell went, they, they crushed them, and you know <clears throat> Chadwell, the coach, felt felt like he called his team out. Even even insinuated. That it was the only game he felt like maybe his team <clears throat> kind of quit during the season, uh, during the game. I mean, they really just took their will away. And for Coastal, it wasn't just a game of, all right, this is a ranked team and this is, you know, the two teams top of the Sun Belt. It was a game they had circled on their schedule a long time ago. It was ago. a seven, seven and a half underdog. It was, it was a game that Jamie Chadwell and I think all the players on the team last year were like, we want to try to right or wrong, win or lose. We're not going to get punked again, and um, and that that one that one meant a lot to him last night. And again, credit to him. They'll, they'll, there's a they were already getting votes in the top twenty five poll. There's a strong chance they're going to be ranked for the first time in school history come Sunday, Norman. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know shout out to the Chanticleers and I. Got, uh, God, man, I had so much slander in my drafts. I just had to delete, bro. Oh man, the chickens. The rooster, it's a, it's a, it's a fierce it's a form of a cock. Fighting rooster. From the cant from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Yes. Does everyone know that? I had to read that book. Yeah, that's what that's what the Chanticleer comes from. It is a fierce, uh, angry, prideful rooster <laughs> from classic literature. I'll be honest with you. I no no joke. I mean, I mean I think they've got one of the coolest Mascots in college sports. No. Absolutely. They're the chickens. They're the Chanticleers. The spicy chickens. They are the, oh, who doesn't love some spicy chicken, by the way? 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, who doesn't love some spicy chicken? Dude, they are, they are, they are, they are, they, they, the, some, I don't know who someone put it on Twitter last night. They're like, the Raging Cajuns versus the Chanticleers has to be the coolest mm-hmm. mascot battle team name uh, in college sports going on right now. Look, it's, it's that, the, first of all, the, the, those uniforms are sharp too. No, yeah, no. It was, it was, I mean, I know, I know people don't want me to sit nice. here and, and compliment Coastal a ton, but aside from their play, the mascot and those unis. Were I don't know. See, you you combining the mascot with the unis, and now hey, you got the look of the rooster on the helmet is part of the uni, is it not? Yes. All right. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what that's what makes Tulane's helmets like the icing on the cake is the mascot on the helmet, but. The spicy chickens. I'm not. I'm not. Just like the cyclones. Why do you like, hate? Why do you hate the, the Canterbury Tales? It's, it's like no. Look, cyclones is it's 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 fine. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it or love it. It's whatever. Chanticleer and and Iowa State's uniforms are like. Meh. So like so you just like one. I get a lot of gripes just telling people that yeah you know our mascot's kind of a cayenne pepper. Well, but it's not, it's not anymore. But it's not, he, you know. He, he disappeared in 2011 because a number of reasons. One, it, it terrified children. No, no, no joke. One of the reasons it went away is that the actual. I know this. I, I Scott Farmer <laughs> told me this. The former AD. The actual costume had a lot of wear and tear on it. Now I don't know how much these mascot costumes cost, like each one, but it's a little mask. Random mascot, just hey, radio. Go, T. Roy might sound like somebody that like owns a business here in Lafayette. T. Roy is the name of Troy's mascot. T. Roy the Trojan mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Troy Trojan. Okay, the T. Roy mascot outfit at Troy was stolen in 2011 <laughs> from an off-campus apartment. And they never found it, and they had to buy a new one. And the new outfit costs like over five grand. Wow! And the new one is the one that they've had. It's got like the cape and the helmet, and uh, and and yeah. Imagine T-Roy. having that in your man cave. Hey, I, I'm gonna have a post coming out tomorrow on the website of all the mascots in the Sunbelt Conference. The only one that doesn't currently have a costume mascot is the Raging Cajuns, but the last one they had was Kaya. Yes, Cayenne. Yeah, Cayenne. I, my, I remember Cayenne was at my my orientation in 2010. Were you scared? Legit. No. Were you like, what is that? No, What's I was making fun of, I'm just like. I'm from New Orleans. What is that thing? I, and, I, and we had Cayenne Peppers. I was like, hold on. What happened? Because, you know, Emery, Emery Hunt's my uncle. He When he went here, there was the Bulldogs. So I'm like, where's the Bulldog? He's like, no, no, it's, the Bulldog's gone. It's the, the Peppers. They had the Cajun chicken. Uh, they now that had, that's scary. The Cajun chicken? No, <laughs> they, whoever they imagine a Cajun chicken dude, the costume. Cajun, the, no, they had one. It was that's the Cajun scary. chicken. No, it was he was funny. He dude, the Cajun chicken had some great pranks, especially at like the basketball games. I don't like so one like of the oldest Cajun? one of the oldest pranks in the book that just still cracks me up. Like I would do it today. He would have like a spider on like a the end of a string and he's just like in the stands and he'd like hang it over someone's shoulder and before and they look and you would if the it would always be someone in the dome or like at the teague that wasn't paying attention and a lot of people at the game during a timeout would oh what is the cajun chicken gonna do and they'd watch 
And so it's hilarious, dude. I don't care if it's like old co- comedy from like the 20. Watching somebody flip out because they think a, a, a spider is on their shoulder while everybody in the entire arena laughs at them, that's just, that's old comedy right so there. So it, would it be in a Cajun chicken? Is it spiced or is it? What makes it was it a, just well, it was a guy in a Cajun outfit that was a mascot a representing boil. the Ragin' Cajun. So okay. it wasn't it wasn't like, you know, your bad fast food take on, oh, instead of calling this spicy, we'll just throw the name Cajun in there because it sounds more <laughs> fancy. Man. You ever go to like a, a, a like a you ever been to a, a Cajun restaurant like outside of the confines of Louisiana? No. And that's my number one rule. If anything says New Orleans style. Cajun style, right, right. If it has the name that you know is an actual Cajun name, and you go in, you're like, oh, who owns this? Oh, they're originally from. You're like, okay, legit. But if the name of the business is New Cajun Orleans. style or New Orleans, like you see it on the menu, they're like, ooh, this is our uh, gris gris Mardi Gras hot sauce <laughs> Drew Brees Tabasco gumbo, and you're like, actually, it's just some bad, like, like. What is, what is this cauliflower rice? And y'all have some like turkey sausage on it with this gravy? Yeah. What is this? Oh, yes. Oh, wait. Let's not forget to Cajun it off. That's just regular red pepper and nothing else. Get, every, out, get this out of my face. I'm going to say every major city has some type of restaurant parading around saying New Orleans style. Well, in style. That's and it's just, like, if they use the word style, it's just, uh oh. And it's like in our, when I went to Miami, there's New Orleans-styled hamburgers. And I'm like, New Orleans not really known for hamburgers, so what are you doing to the hamburger? We're just putting a lot bourbon of sauce. Bourbon sauce. And I'm like, bourbon jazz. And I'm like, you just combine it. Like, you hit Google, and you're like, whatever on the first page, I'm naming all my items. And then you go to like, um, what's, what's random? Like, even Carolina, like Cajun-styled. And I'm like, what technically... Are you doing to this food that's making it Cajun style? Are you adding Zatarans to it? Like what? What are you doing? Look, look see, Gerald sent it to me. This is the, this is the old Cajun chicken, Norm. Little little lesson for you. That's him getting the crowd fired up, beating the drum at a game of the Cajun. He's dome. giving me the pelican pelican bird. No, no, no. I'd be scared that thing runs up on me. How are you scared of that? Friendly looking poultry, but you're not of that that <laughs> cayenne that look. Yeah, some friendly poultry, but the cayenne the, had a forever dude, smile. The cayenne, the, yes, like a psychotic like. <laughs> it's like, like he's always turned up. He's Mr. Red Bull. He had what were his eyes like? <laughs> like open. Yeah, but they were like I think his eyes were like cayenne peppers, which is just creepy. He was always turned up. Like he just seemed like you know he's Dude, the one. Look at all right. Look he's at on all the Red Bull. Look, all right, it was, his eyes weren't cayenne peppers, but they were. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. Yes, I mean that's he's that's just he's listening to Stan Sandstorm in the crowds the oh, entire man. game. Oh man, he's he's <laughs> he's going he's in. Psycho. That's what and then he, he had pants on. He's psycho. Like mascots gotta have pants. Gotta make it cool. Wait, what did you say? Mascots gotta have pants. I <laughs> just, well, I want to just keep that clip right there. Mascots gotta have pants. Gotta have pants. Man. Mascots gotta have pants. You, so you can't be like Donald Duck, right? No, or like. Wh- Why does Donald Duck like put a towel on when he gets out of the shower, but but he's never wearing pants? That doesn't make sense. Bugs Bunny too. 
I get it. Oh. These, these are things when you're a kid and you're watching cartoons that you probably don't think of, but somehow Norm and I did. Yeah, it was a bunch That's of weird. things I understand. Like, I didn't know Donald was a boy. What? what? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, Mickey Mouse was always weird to me. I was just, I never well, got Well, you didn't know theme. that Donald Duck was a boy? You know there's a Daisy Duck. And I saw that later. <laughs> I saw that later. I never like right, the show's like, starting to come off the rails, and I'll Disney, take responsibility for that. Like Disney, those characters came out like what the twenties? A long time ago. So understand, like ninety two, I was not checking for Disney House or trying I to love make sure you. you th- but like the name Donald is not a girl name, Norm. I meant watching. You're watching. I wasn't listening. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching. Looney Tunes come on. What are, are they really talking a lot? Yes, no, a, yes. Bugs Bunny talks the whole time. Yeah, but I mean, I don't yes. Know. Porky Pig talk. Elmer Fudd talks the whole time. Now Road Runner and Coyote don't talk, but like all the other characters, I wasn't processing it. Again, it's, I'm watching a fifty year old cartoon at like five or six. I wasn't processing. I'm just like, yeah, this this is not good. This is not cool. Where's the action? I need I need more more. Violence. ESPN fourteen twelve. <laughs> Violence. That's why you watch Dragon Ball Z all the time. Yes, and it's like Bugs. I mean, Alma Fudd was trying to kill Bugs Bunny. It was oh, pretty yeah. violent. But oh yeah, big time. <laughs> I think HBO Max has new Looney Tunes in it, and there was this big thing of oh they they got rid of the guns. They don't have a gun in it. Like, I put it off for my kids. He's still going after them with like an axe or like an anvil. There's still like all this TNT all this comedic violence that's just cartoons that they don't really understand. And I find myself being like, you know, maybe maybe I should maybe I should talk to my kids about this. You know, when I was little, I I just kind of watched and you know, but they 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 never they just oh he just got blown to the moon and he turned into ashes. Oh, but he just. But he fell back in the drain, and now he's himself again. So everything's fine. Yes, everything's Whatever. okay. Yeah, he's 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 sleeping he's on the, t- those the hundred pounds of TNT. Yeah. It did blow up, mm-hmm. but he made it across the the, the gorge. But he, he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. And there goes the Roadrunner. Um, shout out Russell Heim, by the way, who was the uh, the Cajun chicken, the man behind the the Cajun, the, the man behind the the whole outfit. Why don't we make like? Why don't we have like this Bobby Boucher character, but officially? And we name him something. I mean, Boucher can stick because it's Cajun. There are way, there, there are way like, too many folks that would not feel that was conducive. Like a Brian Kaye. To the brand. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's a super last, like, I'll call him, like, uh, Ball and Rue. Or something, something super crazy. This sounds like this. Uh, this this sounds like like the you can do it guy. Imagine like, if he this was is in Hollywood's the, bad version of what a Cajun should be. But it's fun. I I really wish the you can do it guy All was right. sitting there the entire time. We got time. some news coming out of the NFL. We'll try to get the uh, the show back. We'll try to get the show back on track. I'm Scott Prey. That that's Norman Locke. One team in the NFC South, maybe now two teams dealing with some COVID outbreaks. One of them. Shutting down their facility. We'll tell you all about it next right here. It's the Great Scott Show, ESPN 1420.com. ESPN 1420.com. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Norman Locke and I continue to talk about mascots during the break. 
Um, uh, he said Kaya Pepper taught him the school fight song when yes. he got to UL for yes. orientation yes, years ago. Beautiful times. And I said, how did he do that? Can he speak? No. Well, how did he teach you the fight song? You know, some things uh better learned without speaking. All right. <laughs> Uh, this show started out with so much promise this morning. Um, unlike the Atlanta Falcons, who their season started out with just Oof. despair, they're 0-5. Dan Quinn finally fired. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov, the GM, fired. And now um, COVID is uh, is coming back from a 28-3 to deficit to the Falcons because they are shutting down their facility. Multiple positive tests. Sources tell ESPN they are currently scheduled to play Carolina this uh, this Sunday. And as uh, Lane says, our friend Lane Johnson on Twitter said, hey, you can't blow a lead if you can't play. That is true. Hey, you know. Uh, but they're shutting down their fi- facility after multiple positive COVID-19 tests. And, like, have you – I think that was, like, the fastest I've ever seen a coach get fired. Like, when I the, – the reports of him getting fired happened. Already, already, yeah, I was, was already like – gone, though. Uh, well, Man, O'Brien got fired. Dan Quinn should have been fired last year. Right, like the Arthur Blank is. Aside from looking, talking about mask, make if you made a mascot outfit that was like a caricature of him, you talk about striking fear into the of who of of Arthur Blank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because he he's just there's just like a hawk. Like you look at him and you're like, what is something going on? Like like some type of like. That is a bird. That is a like, bad guy from a 1930s like Broadway musical or like a film like, or something. I feel like he has nothing but like Egg and Allen Poe books in his house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but but uh, anyway, Arthur Blank. He's just like he gets too close. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Is he a vampire? Maybe he gets too close to like these these people on his staff and like. Mike Smith stayed a little too long. Dan Quinn stayed way too long. When you end a season on a really, really hot seat, and they decide to bring you back, you're like you don't it's, have a win. Like you're, it's, it's still hot. hot. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hot, that, that and the whole cool team out. knows it, and they feel it. No, oh, they got all these first round picks on their team, former first round picks. Well, a lot of them came from other teams. That's not necessarily a good thing. You, you overpaid for Ty Gurley. Now, now, hey. Byron Leftwich should be their next head coach just because he's been a first-round pick so they can just keep with that theme. Um, they're 0-5, and now they, uh, they're they in jeopardy and not playing this Sunday against Carolina. I know the Packers are dealing with some COVID stuff this week. Saints on the bye week, but it, it just seems like lately in the football world, whether it be having the Tuesday night game this week, whether it be LSU-Florida being postponed, Nick Saban testing positive, that, that was um, a shocker for me. And uh, and he said he was surprised by it. Says he feels fine. The 68-year-old is just going to sit at his home and eat his, uh, his oatmeal campus. cream pies. How, like, some are saying, well, it's probably the travel that's that's having a lot to do with this because Florida went to, to Texas A&M. They had a lot of fans there, and now they're dealing with this outbreak. Alabama went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss currently dealing with an outbreak. Now Nick Saban has it. And the AD of Bama, um, it's just it's unavoidable at some point. And well, you're um, on a college campus, like uh, you know, when they say this, you know, contact tracing is like, how do you contact trace for like, like ten thousand people? You know, like that's the only thing I'm thinking is like, okay, I know Nick Saban's not at the bar, you know, rubbing he elbows. He doesn't know with where everybody, everybody is. is. He's you know, just, he's just I, he's, that. 
He's just in. He's like he spent he, it thirteen hours watching football. He's right. Him, him having to coach via Zoom. I get. Can you imagine his frustration? This is a guy that seems like he's so. He's one of the best coaches ever. I mean, I'm not. This has nothing to do with his coaching ability, but like, he's 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 old school. He's 68. He's been doing it for a while. He seems like a guy when you're trying to create a password and they're like, you know, give us eight or nine characters. On the computer, he's like, nine characters, I don't know. I mean, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. Like, he doesn't understand some of the nuances of current-day technology. And now it's like, conduct all of your practices via Zoom. It's not just going to be your staff or your player's face on this screen. You're going to have to see this, like, through a camera. And then you're going to have to talk to the players. He is going... He is going to, like, he's feeling fine. It's not the COVID. It's going to be the stress of trying to coach a team through a small monitor that's going to make Nick Saban absolutely nuts. I disagree. You know what type of person Nick Saban is? He's going to make one of the coach assistants, one of the GAs, follow each player player with that phone. I don't think it's going to be like a wide zoom where he just sees everything. I think he's got got one kid that's going to chase after well, everything. He better have somebody, <laughs> but he's not supposed to. But the, but the problem, Norm, is going to be somebody able to show him how to work his oh zoom. his zoom. Okay, that's what okay. I'm saying. All right, all right. Like like because it's not like he can have someone there because he has COVID. It's that's like well, I got to push this button. Oh no, what about wait? How come come back, Steve? Stop drinking. <laughs> Let me see the just come back. Wait, put it on him, guys. Come on. I can just see him going nuts right now, just like flipping out, and that's that's tough. It's tough to coach. Um, I don't know digitally. Yeah, you know, not inter it digitally interactive. Not exactly the easiest way to coach, but uh, Nick Saban coaching via Zoom. Like, what if you put like coach like run laps? Then he put the put it on mute. <laughs> Alabama's no testing uh, everybody within the football program today. The program has been doing daily testing for its players since September, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes out of that. But you're seeing lots of games now uh, at college and NFL levels being moved, being altered as uh, they try to deal with this thing. You want to say the LSU got spared? Um, that's how I was saying. Nah, a lot of people ain't gonna look at it like that. But I'm saying, got. Uh, nah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, was, what was that? What, what was you just like that's dropped the, into some tool? <laughs> that's the tone. That's when you, you that's the sarcastic. What? Never heard the mechanic, you know, not give you a definite oh, answer, oh, but it's oh, like, okay, the mechanic. Now I know what you're going for. Yeah, now I got like, it. Okay. I tell you what, man, being the boys picked about two of the cool. About 200, about two, about hey, seven, man, come started. back about four, five hours. Carburetor right there, man. You get down, I'm going to fix them. I'm going to do the winter, and we got to take about the pistons. But then you can feel there's a lot of fluid when we come. But me and boys fix about 600 cool. About 600 cool. Just bring it back, bring it back around the back. That good? <laughs> what? No, no, I just, I, I, my brake light's out. That's all. Oh, you know, so you can break, break. Put a little bub grease on it, it's going to be better. That's just such a, again, that's like a, a 